This is Live Well Talk on Kidney Disease. I'm Dr. Dustin Arnold, Chief Medical Officer at Unite Point Health St. Luke's Hospital. Kidney disease impacts 37 million people in the United States. Approximately 15% of the United States adults have kidney disease. It's described as a silent killer as 9 out of 10 adults with chronic kidney disease do not know they have it or they don't know how bad that they do have it. Join us today as a nephrologist, a doctor who specializes in treatment of uh, kidney disease, Dr. Abba Saxena from UniPoint Clinic Diabetes and Kidney Center, to discuss the importance of taking care of our kidneys and share more about kidney disease. Welcome. Thank you, and hello, everyone. I think most people think the kidneys is this black box where blood goes in, urine comes out, and that's it for the day. And it's a lot more complicated than that, isn't it? Absolutely. It is a very complicated organ, and it takes care of so many things in the body that it's sometimes even hard to describe. What, what if you had to make a top three important things that the kidney does for us, what, what would those be? The first thing, like everybody notices that they are urinating and they think their kidney is doing good. Urination is just one part of the kidney function, especially it controls the volume, how much fluid you need to retain in the body. You can drink a lot and you can drink almost nothing and still kidney is able to maintain the volume status. So that is one major function of the kidney is to control how much fluid re- remains in the body. The second function is taking care of the toxins. We eat all kinds of stuff. Only two organs in the body, they actually take care of what stays in, what goes out and how it is excreted. Liver is first part, where everything is metabolized. Then it is cleared by the kidney. Either it goes out when you poop, or it goes out when you urinate. So kidney actually deals with everything, almost everything you eat. Interesting. Hence the reason why diet is so uh, apparent in uh, kidney stones. Absolutely. Diet is very important. I'd like to talk about two disease processes that have a relationship with the kidney. The first is high blood pressure. I I, I don't think people appreciate that extended lifetime of high blood pressure, the damage that it does do. So I'd like you to kind of describe how that affects the kidney and then follow that up with the diabetes and how that affects the kidney, why that's a concern. So first, let's tackle the blood pressure. It's actually a circular relationship. High blood pressure causes kidney disease, and as people develop kidney disease, they develop worsening blood pressure. So that's one of the major things which we notice any kind of kidney disease, actually people's blood pressure goes up. That's one of the signs and symptoms of having a kidney disease. Because kidney controls the blood pressure, like I said before, it controls the volume. It also controls the blood pressure in the body in a main way. It also helps... um, maintain the electrolytes and that help control what is going out and in and how the muscles are contracting. So the blood pressure control or blood pressure is actually one of the signs and symptoms that kidneys are not doing good. Just to assume that at least 20% of the body's blood is anytime in the kidney circulating and it is being filtered. So if you have too much fluid in the body, that does change the pressure inside the kidney. And it releases those hormones and it increases the blood pressure. So there is a direct correlation between blood pressure and kidney disease. You know, you mentioned electrolytes. I I do a lot of team physician work. And I say, you know, Gatorade's great, but your kidneys are smarter than Gatorade. Absolutely. You know, just stay hydrated. Your kidneys will take care of everything else, providing you have healthy kidneys. You know, I don't want to minimize that. But now, 
we have patients, a lot of them, that are diabetic and they end up with kidney problems. Some go on all the way to dialysis. It's probably the number one cause of dialysis in the United States. If not, it's that's true. Two. Mm-hmm. Well, how does the how does the diabetes affect the kidney? Actually, one third of the people who have diabetes have kidney disease, and that's the most common cause of kidney disease in the United States. The reason diabetes actually causes the kidney disease because of the high blood sugar causes inflammation in the filter. I can explain very nicely that kidney is actually a very interesting and very advanced filter. Just consider the coffee filter. It keeps everything which is good for us, for human body, inside and only the waste product goes out. But if the blood sugars are high, that membrane is not supposed to see the high blood sugar and then it starts the inflammation in that membrane. That's when people start losing protein and that's one of the signs which we are checking now that if people start losing protein in the urine, that means they are developing kidney disease in presence of diabetes. And if it is not controlled, yes, it leads to end-stage kidney disease and dialysis, which is the last stage. But there are so many steps before that that can be watched and things can be done about it. Yeah, I I mean, I I think this is the the study's old, uh, but it said, you know, if you're to have a degree of kidney disease, the sooner you see a kidney doctor, the longer that you stay off dialysis. Absolutely. You know, and the, I think that's it, important. It adds at least two to three years in kidney life if you're well taken care of by a nephrologist, yes. And we could really get inside baseball here, but one person's creatinine of 1.2 is uh, normal, and to someone else that might be very high. Actually, I'm glad that you brought up the creatinine. Creatinine is a misnomer. It doesn't actually exactly represent the kidney function. We did not know how to check the kidney function. There was no markers. So we came up with a waste product. Creatinine is actually a waste product from the muscles, which is present in the blood. So we measured in several people and we came up with this statistical formula, which is really decent, but it's not perfect. So when you say creatinine of 1.2, it depends on the person, if he is a muscular person, he has too much waste product because of the muscles, creatinine of 1.2 is completely normal for him. If it's a petite person, that creatinine of 1.2 can even represent that the kidney is working only 50%. Right, right. So it all depends on the size of the person. When we are measuring it, what their volume status is, all these things count in when we are measuring the creatinine. The most other very interesting part, which I see very often, that slight rise in creatinine, like if it goes from one which is considered normal to 1.3 and 1.4, people don't pay attention to it. But that's where when the most decline happens in the kidney function. Creatinine going from 1 to 1.4 may represent a 30% or 40% drop in kidney function. Right. I mean, well, yeah, think about that. I mean, let's just say going from 1 to 2.0 is 1. But when you're creatinine seven and it goes to eight, eh, who cares? You know, it can go nine, It's 10, hardly whatever. a loss right. of 2% right. kidney function, right. while one to 1. Right. 1.4 can be a 40% drop in kidney function. It, that, you know, absolutely right. And that's why, uh, that's why you need to interpret it. Each patient's different. Absolutely. Which that's hard for people. I think people understand that. But we try to, the best we can, standardize things in medicines. But sometimes it's just the individual patient warrants the treatment. So staying hydrated is one way a person can protect their kidneys. Having diabetes, preventing diabetes, or having your diabetes under good control, that's the other way. But I want to talk before we wrap up here is about over-the-counter medications, because I think, I don't think, I know 
we as consumers, we think if I'm buying it at the Hy-Vee pharmacy without a prescription, then it's safe. And that's not always the case, particularly with the kidneys. Could you talk about that? Absolutely. That's one of the most common thing. Actually, in my practice, I see at least three to four patients every week whose kidneys are destroyed, basically, by using over-the-counter medications. The most common uh, culprit, I will say, is the insights, which they definitely, we definitely know every time person takes an insight like ibuprofen, motrin, naproxen, it causes some kidney damage. I usually explain it to people like, it's just like a pinpoint damage, like a pincushion. One time it may not hurt, second time it may, but over the years it kills the kidney. But now we have evidence that even one or two dosages of NSAIDs can cause kidney disease, raise your blood pressure, and increase your risk of heart disease. That's one um, medication. The other things which we talk about, people take antacids very often, things like the proton pump inhibitor, omeprazole, things like that, over-the-counter. Prilosec. Prilosec. Over-the-counter. Dangerous to the kidney. Really? Yep. How how is that dangerous? Actually, it has been shown that it causes kidney disease even in the absence of any other risk factor if it has been taken for a longer period of time. Huh. That's that's interesting. That is very interesting. You know, I remember when Prilosec came out, Omeprazole, you could use it for two weeks and then you had to stop it because of its toxicities. Absolutely. And then somewhere along there, it went to, yeah, just take the rest of your life. Let's put it over the counter. And that's always kind of bothered me because I guess I grew up in medicine when it was such a restricted medication. Now it's just like commercials and free samples all the time, which is just never, never felt good about that. Still don't. Yeah. means every medicine has side effect. Absolutely. But other things which people take without even thinking, the supplements, the vitamins, those things can be really dangerous to the kidney. Sometimes we do not know what other ingredients or what... um, dyes or preservatives are present in those and how those are made, how those things are extracted. And yes, they can cause kidney damage big time. It is concerning over-the-counter medications. Absolutely. Over-the-counter medications. And I'm always always surprised that people that uh, I consider highly intelligent don't know the difference between acetaminophen and Advil. They just think they're both kind of the same medication. It's pain reliever. It's right. on the yeah, same yeah. counter. I mean, they, why, why would they know the difference? Exactly. You know, it's over the counter. Not everybody's pharmacist. It's just like, hey, it's on the pain relieving counter. That's all it matters. You know, taking medications, where humans are the only animals that do that, you know, so that's something to think about. I always tell people again that we are the only animals who eat so much salt, too. Really? <laughs> but what? also, we are the only animals who sweat so much. So, yes, we needed it when we were sweating and running in jungles and farming. Not now when we are living in air conditioned and not sweat as much. We do not need as much salt. Uh, you know, after almost 25 years of marriage, my wife doesn't get as mad as she used to. But, like, I salt my food before I even taste it. And that used to just make her so mad. But now <laughs> she's she's given up. Dr. Saxena, thank you for joining me. This has been great information. I think we're going to need to have you back. And we should just talk about vitamin supplements. Absolutely. And, and whether or not they're good for you and how the kidney will take care of those problems. And, and that, that would be a future topic I think we should do. Again, this is Dr. Abba Saxena. She's a nephrologist with UniPoint Clinic Diabetes and Kidney Center. To learn more, visit unipoint.org. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to Live Well Talk On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe. And if you want to spread the word, please give us a five-star review and tell your family, friends, neighbors, strangers. 
about our podcast. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, or wherever you get your podcast. Until next time, be well.